My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today I'm here with Adrienne Irizarry. She's with Moon Essence Fertility Coaching, and she's the host of the Reproductive Rebel Podcast. We are talking today about body uh, body centered decision making. Um, what Adrian does is some really cool stuff with Yoni steaming, um, and a lot of other stuff she's going to tell us about today. I'm just very, very interested in all of this. And, and of course, natural ways to get our body back in order. I'm a big fan of Chinese medicine and energetic management with the meridians. Um, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, how being in flow with the universe is so related to following our intuition. And there's a lot of ways to talk about that, but in essence, it's all about being, focused on what your body is telling you and, and helping, helping it find balance and get quiet and centered and find that homeostasis in natural ways that are not invasive and don't really muck up the works more than, than needed. So, um, I know Adrian's excited about uh, talking about that today. Welcome to the show. Um, how are you? Uh, thank you so much for having me. I am doing awesome because I am here with you. <laughs> cool. I love that enthusiasm. It's great. I love that. I know we're going to have a great conversation today. So share for, for those that are in the know and those that aren't, um, what you do with Perry steaming or Yoni steaming and the other things that you do as a fertility coach. Um, and we'll start there. And I'd also love to know why you started this work, what called you into it, but but wherever you want to begin in those questions would be great. Sure. So um, I am an Eastern medicine practitioner. I pull from all of the tools in my toolkit uh, to help restore harmony and health in women's bodies. Um, I work in every phase of a woman's life. So I help young girls get their periods started in a healthy way. I work with all of the phases of our life in our menstrual years. So whether that involves having children or prevention of children, um, I work in that arena. I help people to enhance and improve their fertility so that they can um, essentially do what they wish with their fertility. So if a little person is in their future, they can lean into that. Um, If, again, prevention is the focus, I can help with education. And um, when your body is healthy, you sky's the limit. You can choose what you would like to do with your with your body wisdom. And then um, in that perimenopausal menopausal transition as well, easing 
that life transition. So um, when I say I pull from all of the tools in my toolkit, I'm a Chinese nutritional therapist. I'm a professional herbalist. I use acutonics sound uh, therapy in my uh, practice, as well as peristeam hydrotherapy. And that's just a fancy word that you probably have also heard other terms like vaginal steaming, yoni steaming, perineum steaming. I tend to use pelvic steaming because it's more inclusive and I work with all bodies. Hmm, that's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and very, very clear as to what, what it is that you do for people. It's bringing that harmony back in. I know my Chinese uh, medicine practitioner who I've been seeing for 20 years now, she always, she's the one that taught me um, for women. She'll look at the period first and look at the cycle, because even if you feel perfectly healthy, but your cycle's out of balance, that's foretelling that there's going to be an imbalance down the line. Mm-hmm. So it's almost, you know, being able to, to spot that right away. And she also, she also says with certain treatments, she's like, be careful, easy to make pregnant. <laughs> she's like, if you take this, just be careful. So, you know, there's herbs are so powerful and they get right into the energetic system. I just love that. So can you tell us about what got you into this work? I know you have a, a personal story that led you into this. Um, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that and what helped you in that, that time period. Absolutely. So um, it's funny when you look back at your life and that there's always a series of events that kind of lead you in the direction that you're going in now. Um, And maybe they aren't clear at those moments, but they become clear as you move through the journey. Um, One of those moments for me was having a heart attack uh, at 25 years old on birth control. Mm -hmm. Um, I had been put on birth control to, and I'm going to use air quotes, manage endometriosis, which hormonal birth control, so many of us have that as part of our narrative, and it really doesn't manage anything, but that's, that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, I so one too, I get it. <laughs> I was going to say, most of us do. Yeah. And that's the, that's the hard part. Um, but it's also the relatable part, you know? Mm-hmm. So unfortunately I was one of the people that had very adverse um, side effects as a byproduct of being on that medication for a prolonged period of time. So 25 years old, I had a heart attack. um, And I am so, so grateful for the medical professional that saved my, my life. I have not had any cardiac issues since then, but I have not taken anything hormonal since then. Mm. Um, So that was one of those moments in my journey. One of those moments was um, having my daughter um, my little miracle who is not so little anymore. Um, she came into this world in a really beautiful way. I had a home birth with a midwife. It was gentle, beautiful, everything that I wanted my birth process to be. And yet my postpartum, I was not prepared. I was not prepared for the recovery. I was not well-resourced. I had kind of walked into the pregnancy with a nutritional deficit that I didn't realize that I had until later. Um, so the the perfect storm of all of those things, I had a really horrible postpartum recovery. I bled for a very long time. And Eastern medicine is where I found solutions for 
stopping the bleeding because I had done every Western everything that they had suggested to me, which, you know, with the exception of no, I won't go on hormonal birth control because that was their first option. But I had tried the IUD, you know, they were asking if I was willing to do a Lupron shot or an ablation, which are all very permanent types of solutions. And at that point, I wasn't in a headspace because I was so tired to make decisions about whether I wanted more children or not. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. I can't go there right now. (laughs) I just need this to stop so that I can properly nurse my daughter and I can actually recover. And so that was a very, very hard part of my journey. And during that, I found acupuncture, I found herbs, I found Chinese nutritional therapy, you know, embraced the wisdom of Paul Pitchford, um, and was able to really do a lot in terms of healing my body and healing my healing my soul, quite frankly, Mm -hmm. because I just felt like I had this absolutely beautiful birth experience that transformed me as a person. And then I was like left in the dust (laughs) and my body just wasn't responding, recovering or anything. And it was affecting my ability to show up for my daughter. So in Eastern wisdom, I found answers. Acupuncture was able to get the bleeding to stop. I was just enamored with everything that I was learning from my acupuncturist. I, God love her. She was so awesome with all of my questions because I just peppered her with them. Um, she <laughs> yeah. gave me every book. Uh, she lent me books out of her library. I would read the book and I would come back for my next appointment and be like, here, Kelly, can I have another one? Like she just, she was so awesome at feeding that curiosity and that hunger around the wisdom that Eastern medicine brings to the healing process. And I became stronger and was able to really step into being the kind of mother that I wanted to be, which, you know, all of that is exactly what we want. So out of that whole process, I realized that I had always felt like I had missed my calling, but I didn't know what that was. And I found it in this process. So um, postpartum had to burn me down to the ground. However, (laughs) I feel like the Phoenix rose a lot more colorful and a lot stronger than what she was when she went into the entire process. And so um, I wanted to be able to give that gift to other people, to be able to help them help themselves. I've always kind of naturally been an educator. Um, That's what I went to school for in my undergrad for college. Initially, I was studying to be a music teacher. And I, I think it's really beautiful to kind of find myself using an instrumental modality to help heal the body at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Um it's funny how it all comes full circle, but um, I I stepped into this work because I wanted to help people to heal after birth. Um, I also found myself, um, you know, another one of those moments in, in that journey, um, met the love of my life and we wanted to have a baby. And I never had the thought cross my mind once that I would have an issue carrying because I had my daughter and, um, found myself three miscarriages in with my head spinning going, why is this happening to us? Like he's had children. I've had children. I have had one pregnancy and it was successful and it carried all the way to term. Like I had no reason to believe that my body couldn't do this. So 
again, pursuing the Western medical model, because that's what we do. We go in search of answers, right? Mm -hmm. So I did the whole gauntlet and had all of the medical tests done and the genetic testing and you name it, HSGs and everything else painful and invasive you could possibly imagine. Um, And I came up with nothing. They could not find a lab test that could uncover the reason why either of us were having a hard time contributing in this process. And so um, by the time I got escalated for an IVF doctor, I was hoping that this person, this this specialist was going to be able to give me that answer. And instead, he laughed and, and was like, your husband's results are fine. Your results are fine. I have no idea why this is happening, but we can do IVF with ICSI. And then he walked out of the room, no explanation, (laughs) no nothing. Mm. And once I passed through the very lovely, um, nurse who explained the entire medical gauntlet to me and I kept telling her, but I had a heart attack on birth control. Like, can I actually take all of this stuff? I think I was maybe 30 minutes from the time I touched down in his office to the time I was out the door. And I had way more information and way fewer answers than when I walked in the door. And Mm. I remember just how discouraged I felt. And that was the moment that launched me into being a fertility specialist, because I'm like, there has to be answers. And growing up as the why child, I needed to know why everything was happening. And the fact, <laughs> yes, a fellow why child. Yes. I love that. Oh, my mother loved it. Yeah. Oh, mine did too. <laughs> yep. Mine did too. I questioned lots of things that I think probably contributed to a few of her gray hairs growing up. But um, I, you know, I needed to understand like why this was happening to me because there had to be a reason. And again, found that answer in the wisdom of Eastern medicine. And so I fully leaned into all of that. And I said to myself, if I could keep one person from feeling the heartache that I felt, then I had contributed something meaningful. And here I am, you know, tens of babies in my practice later. And there is nothing that brings more joy to my heart than when I get that positive pregnancy test or when I get that baby picture of, and I'm getting goosebumps as we're talking about (laughs) it, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that baby picture of that mama holding the baby they thought they'd never be able to have. Like that is why I do this work. And it's so filling. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it's so, so many things popped up as you were speaking of, of not only just inspiration and, and just congratulations that you found this path and and you're so, like you said, fulfilled and helping people so that they don't have to go through what, what you went through. That's just amazing. But, you know, I, I totally understand. And I know a lot of our listeners probably do when we have mysterious ailments in the body that are not diagnosable, mm-hmm. which there are so many more than there used to be. A lot of times they are related to certain medication side effects, you know, and then you get more medication for the side effects. And there's just this really crazy compounded thing that happens, but then something like a syndrome that is a collective uh, collection of symptoms or, you know, certain outcomes are happening over and over, but there's no medical reason. That's where I, I really feel preventative medicine, energetic medicine, like what you do and, and following your intuition to find what's going to work right for you. That's where it fills in the gaps. Mm-hmm. I had, I had terrible, um, IBS symptoms and, and self-caused obesity. It was definitely my bad habits and my food addiction that caused that. 
but the IBS at the time was extremely new. People didn't, they're, they're like, that's just what we call it. We don't know what it is. <laughs> Eat fiber. I'm like, oh God, that's not working. Um, you know, so pain and it, it felt like death, you know, like I'm going to die. Um, and, and so it wasn't until following my intuition and then meeting with a Chinese medicine doctor to get my system yeah. in order, order, then, then it started to move. And I said, oh, this is all about an imbalance in my system. I'm not, you know, it's not an illness yet. I mean, maybe something would have come from it, but it, it wasn't ill a dis-ease in my, in my system. And I think thinking about our bodies like that as multiple levels of a system is so important and not saying, well, you've got this heart doctor and you've got that fertility doctor. And you've got this doctor. It works for some, but I think for those of us that are more spiritual, spiritually sensitive and intuitive, we tend to need that energetic piece to fill in the gap. So thank you for the work that you do. I think it's so important. So Adrian, can you tell us how um, your intuition and paying attention to your own energy system has actually helped you grow your business to then help others? I know you mentioned um, your, your practitioner that was giving you books and like, so excited about sharing that with you, even if it wasn't her job, like that's kind of one way that, that we do that as, as helpers and, and healers, but you know, how does that also play into strategy to, to grow and, and have a, a business that you can support your family on? So a lot of it is actually leaning into the energy inside of my body as well. Because as bleeding bodies, we are cyclical beings and our energy is not spring and summer all the time the way that the Western model would like it to be. (laughs) And male bodies experience their hormone cadence in a 24-hour period. We experience ours in 28 to 30 days. And I give that range because the lunar cycle is 29 and a half days and our body mirrors the lunar cycle. It mirrors the seasons in nature. And just like looking outside your window, you know, it's very fitting that, you know, we see leaves spring forth, the shedding of the leaves and the dormancy, or at least the perceived dormancy of the trees, because that energy exists within all of us. And so I have found that the success in not only my business planning, but also in my health has really come from embracing these seasonal changes in myself. So for example, during menstruation, you're more tired, you're way more introverted naturally, whether you are an introvert or an extrovert, you naturally want to pull inward more. It's an, it's a natural preservation of your energy that the body does because you're doing this big bleeding process. It is a womb cleanse. It's shedding your lining and uh, getting you reset to start this hormonal pattern again for the next month. And so during that time frame, more introverted tasks are totally your strength. So that's the time of the month that I will uh, write articles or I will uh, write blogs. I plan a lot of like social media management, 
uh, writing tasks, things like that, editing podcasts. Um, <laughs> I do that kind of thing during that energy because I don't really feel like being super social. I'm naturally more introverted anyway, so probably that phase hits me harder than some, but um, I embrace the strengths and the gifts that that phase gives me. And so as I'm coming into the follicular phase, or the latter part of the follicular phase anyway, um, you start becoming more social. You want to engage with people. You want to go out. You know, that's when you grab a drink at a bar with your friends, like that kind of energy. Your face literally gets more symmetrical the closer you get to ovulation because our body is trying to attract a mate, whether that's our social goal or not, right? So as we're going into that energy, that's where I record podcasts. <laughs> that's selfie it, time, right? Yes. <laughs> This is where you plan your marketing headshot. <laughs> I love it. So you plan your headshots around that. I record courses for people in that time frame. I do my podcast recordings during that time frame. Any sort of lives or um, anything where I have to articulate and be social and outward, that is the time frame that I do it because I don't stumble over my own tongue right? Mm -hmm. So then as we go into the luteal phase, right, ovulation is the peak of all of that energy. It's like your full moon phase. There's a whole bunch of light in your body, just like there is when the moon is out and full outside. Um, sometimes people do experience an energy lull and some symptoms that kind of feel like PMS um, during that time frame. And that actually speaks to an imbalance in their body that, yeah. that you can uh, work to support to bring your body into right relationship. But um, as you go into the luteal phase, your brain is wired for planning tasks. So this is where I do strategic planning. This is where I figure out where I'm going to put certain things. Um, I will calendar my month. I will, um, if you're going to do any like trip planning, anything like that, that requires a, a sequence and a linear train of thought, those types of tasks, your brain is hardwired for them in that time frame. So I found that success in my business didn't necessarily look like checking off a whole long task list like I originally thought it needed to in order to translate into success. What it meant was being smarter about where I put different tasks that I was required to do and actually going with the flow of the river and instead of trying to swim against mm -hmm. it. And so I wasn't as tired. My immune system was better. I was getting better quality products because I was using the gifts that each of these phases was giving me. And I found that being in that flow really changed not only how I felt about my workload, my stamina for my workload, but the, the, the way that people engaged with me as well, um, because I didn't have to force myself to be social in periods mm. of the month where I just wasn't feeling it. You know, I could embrace it and then I could plan around it. And it, you know, it's worked very, very well. And as somebody who has an autoimmune, so you were talking about syndromes and, and things of that nature, right? I have celiac disease and 
endometriosis as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Eastern medicine looks at endometriosis in more of an autoimmune kind of way. And I have found that not creating that unintentional stress by trying to work against my natural body cadence and leaning into it, I have fewer flares. My body does respond better to stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have managed to establish myself a 28 to 30 day symptom-free period, which for some Somebody that has endometriosis is, you know, it takes management and it takes work, but planning my workflow is a big part of that. That makes total sense. It's mind, body, spirit. So you watch your diet, you watch what you're intaking, you watch your, your spiritual awareness of flow and energy. And yeah, it's all about that. And then of course, what we do with our minds is, is always very important. And, and that kind of not maybe, um, judging yourself for your needs and, and, you know, just validating that you're giving yourself what you need on all those levels. It's it's just so important. I think just that little tidbit about the moon cycles, listeners are going to find extremely helpful. Uh, so thank you for that. That's, uh, that's just some amazing stuff. Moon magic, moon essence. Absolutely. That's that's our witchy roots right there. I hope you're okay with that, that title, but I love it. I love it. Yep, I do. And I, and I, with all the plant wisdom and that wise woman, um, information that I share with my clients and everything. I think that is a ap- very appropriate <laughs> name. I love it. Healing, healing witchiness. And, and so how it you, today, and we always we're always on that journey of learning and healing, right? So when it comes to boundaries, when it comes to listening to your intuition on new levels, what, what would you say is your biggest challenge, say in the last six to 12 months? My biggest challenge I would have to say is holding my boundaries. Mm. Um, I, struggle with the fact that I really just want to help everybody all Uh the time (laughs) 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 and that need to don the superhero cape. Sometimes, um, I, I'll, I'll maybe push myself a little beyond where I know my boundary is and where I was trying to hold it because I just want to care for other people and I'm so driven to do it um, that sometimes I have a hard time holding that line and allowing space for myself because in space, we're able to tap into that womb wisdom. And that's where the seat of our creative energy is. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have time to have space and clear our minds and really tap into that. We're not able to figure out the bigger plan in terms of where we're supposed to go from here. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. I know I get real, gr- um, <laughs> I was going to say grunchy, real grouchy. Maybe it is grunchy um, <laughs> when I don't get my, my kind of come to Molly time, come my, <laughs> my peaceful um, silence time to really, you know, connect with not only myself, but with nature, with rest and things like that. And, and that's, that's an imperative actually nine hours a night, but it's, it's, I I feel like it is so important and something in the modern world. I I know a lot of people are probably feeling it. I've been feeling it and, and having to watch the, those boundaries now that COVID is not a thing of the past, but the pandemic as it were is definitely, we're moving that into a memory. And I'm noticing 
that life is speeding up and like you, like at the holidays, especially I'm seeing, oh, this is the first like real holiday traffic we've had in the real rush. People are going back to school, back to work. There's a lot more people out in the world. So we're all feeling that like super active energy. And those of us who, you know, knew the value of that calm space and time that we got during the pandemic, it's like, whoa, breaks, breaks, breaks. We don't want to get swept away into it because we know what that brings. Mm-hmm. You know, that prolonged stress is going to cause an imbalance. So I think that's super important. And even, even yourself as a practitioner and someone who knows this really well, um, I get it, you know, because especially when you want to serve more people step forward to be served. And we've got to have faith that, that if we can't help right in that moment, something else will, or someone else will. Mm -hmm. Um, So I pulled a few cards for you for this challenge. Would you mind uh, if I shared that now? I would love that. Oh, awesome. Well, very good. So you're in a situation right now with the, the, the boundary holding where you, you know what you need to to do, you, you know, you have the wisdom it's just for you intention setting. And, and when I pull this card about intentions, I feel like it's super important that you set it ahead of time, almost, um, anticipating these things to happen. I know sometimes for me, I'm also an introvert, highly sensitive, and working with a lot of people. So it's not necessarily the, the working with others that, that creates the problem, but it's, um, um, commitments, any kind of commitments or what I'm going to, what I'm going to do if this situation comes up or what I say, or how to hold the time boundary or, you know, create a schedule that works for me. It's, it's kind of like, I've got to think ahead to when it happens. I can't wait till it starts happening to mm-hmm. then deal with it. So I think creating a plan for yourself and then, and kind of holding yourself accountable or getting, some kind of reward system or something. I don't know if that's kind of weird, but maybe you have a little jar, like a boundary jar that you throw, throw some money in for yourself or something. It's kind of silly, but you know, something like that, where it's like, okay, I've, I've done that. And, and for you, it is time management. I'm seeing like three hours of time. If you could just add that into your day for yourself and your family, you would feel so much better than kind of constantly being on about what's next in the work. Um, so does that make sense? Oh, it definitely makes sense. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> and a few of those things I'm pleased to report. I'm actually, as I'm looking into what I want out of 2023, I'm leaning into the fact that space is actually my word for next year. Um, it. yeah. Yes. Time and space to have that just come to Adrian moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and be with yourself and, and let it all process because whether it's a, a walk, sometimes it's a, a moving meditation or a seated meditation, or just being quiet with oneself. That's when intuition rises to the top. That's when our energy levels restore themselves. So, and, and sometimes it's not enough to get plenty of sleep. Like you need that space of awakeness to also process everything that's changing and going on. So I definitely see you're coming out of a time of slow growth in your purpose, where it felt like maybe you were even going backwards a little bit. Um, and I feel like it was just, you were taken backwards, um, to old challenges again, to kind of show yourself how much you had grown, if that makes sense. It does. Okay, good. (laughs) And, and moving forward, you're really working on, you are going through a healing, um, cycle yourself in the next year. And it's really about eliminating the patterns, um, and the mindset that has kept you stuck. And it can be very tempting to go back there because it's comfortable, even if it's unpleasant. And this is something I teach in my program that sometimes our instinct 
to survive, we'll find this comfort zone, even in this place. That's not really, it's not great for our spirit. It's not happy, but it's comfortable. Like that's what I know. And, mm-hmm. and that's why some people have problems leaving, you know, abusive relationships. It's like, well, who will I be if this isn't, isn't there? So anything that keeps you, that you identify with on some even subconscious level, make sure that you do the work to shift that and focus more on what's coming up so that, and I see, when I say that, I see you kind of being very like firm, like pushing away, like, nope, don't do that anymore. Don't do that anymore. I don't, I don't do that anymore. And, and really not letting people get at you. And I'm sensing that there may be some people in your life that do test that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we won't name names, but I, I feel like it's like, oh, but nobody, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And there's nobody else. And it's like, yes, I understand, but I have a lot to do. And, and it's not, it is, it is my joy to be of service, but it's also not my job to always be there in that way for you. So empowering others. And maybe even if you are planning to do more courses or coaching that creates the path for them to do things themselves, it feels like a very big thumbs up from the universe. Beautiful. (laughs) Is that something you've got in the pipes anyway? It absolutely is. (laughs) I have quite a bit of course programming that is, uh, on the docket and in the process of being rolled out for next year. So that's, I love that. (laughs) Yes. It's awesome because really the whole, when, as you, as you give birth to this, it's really going to be about speaking your truth and, and talking about things that make people uncomfortable talking about boundaries and, and like making that a part of your curriculum Uh, So that when people push them, um, it's like, well, this is what we teach. So let's talk about this. Or they probably won't because you're already teaching them about that. And so they'll recognize it in themselves before they can ever um, come and and push that. So I feel like, you know, maintaining your vision for this work, um, knowing that you have the, what it takes to succeed, it's just a divine timing thing. So if things don't play out exactly when you want it may take, you know, another six months for it to really cook and, and kind of get plugged into a plan that makes sense to bring it out into the world. Mm-hmm. But along the way, your comfort with uncertainty um, and holding your power while trusting yourself to be the wise bearer of this stuff um, is going to be very important. And I, I hear you're just adding to what you do, not replacing what you do. So be thinking about it that way. So you're not really letting go of anything at this point. It's not like a big like I'm jumping from one cliff to another. It's simply like, I'm just adding on and then I can kind of let some things fall away. Mm-hmm. Once that's there, make sense? Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Very cool. I and love I the validation. <laughs> Yay! That's what it's all about. It's all about, I, I mean, we just met today. You shared some things with me, but not, not everything. So that's just saying spirits got you and, and there's a flow to it and a wisdom that's happening all the time. It's all about tapping into it, right? Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate you, your time and your talent to share those messages with me. Oh, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Absolute pleasure. So where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about your fertility coaching? Absolutely. So the easiest place to find me is on Instagram. Um, I am at moon essence, me, M E. 
Um, the other really great place to check me out is on my podcast, the Reproductive Rebel Podcast. Uh, I have a lot of great information about women's wisdom in there. I bring uh, practitioners in to talk about areas of women's health that we really should know exist, that we might not know exist. Um, so it's a really great resource in terms of um, gaining that body wisdom that we should have had from day one. I love it. I love it. And with what you shared today, if that's any indication of what you share, guys, go take a listen. It sounds amazing. And again, thank you for sharing your light today. Uh, really appreciated this conversation. And I hope to talk to you again sometime. Thank you so much for having me, Molly. This was truly a pleasure. Oh, you're very welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.